What's going on, y'all? And happy Sunday. Uh, welcome. You are inside the room with myself, Brandon McGee, where, of course, we discuss politics, leadership, and culture. And man, women, folks, family, we have a show lined up for you today. Uh, so I want you to keep it locked. We're going to be talking a little bit on uh, the importance of, of everybody voting, but in particular, Black Latinos stepping up, voting during these midterm elections. Um, I want to touch on a little bit. I think y'all heard a little bit about this maybe a while ago. Uh, but the founder of Black Lives Matter, the leader, um, and we're going to unpack that story um, on how there were reports about the purchase of a $6 million property uh, in Southern California. Uh, and, and of course, you can't talk about any of these social movements, uh, activists and politicians without um, really diving deep uh, on some of the impacts of COVID. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about the housing market. As many of you all know, um, I uh, am a former elected official. I served in the Connecticut General Assembly for about a decade or so. Uh, many positions, uh, but one position in particular that I hold near and dear. Um, I am the former chair of the legislature's housing committee. And so I want to talk a little bit about uh, the price of housing or houses uh, and the fact that there are widening uh, gaps of racial in, uh, inequities in housing. And I think we all can probably attest to that. We've heard from family members and, you know, those who our renters, homeowners, et cetera. And so nonetheless, I want to I want to talk a little bit uh, on that. And of course, um, <laughs> some of y'all's former president, Donald Trump, he's trying to make a comeback, y'all. Uh, 2024 uh, is what he is looking at. Uh, but you can't get to 2024 uh, if you're not laying the foundation during these midterm elections. And so I want to talk a little bit about Donald Trump's 2024 run. Um, and it might be threatened uh, if his, his buddy old pal Marjorie Taylor Greene um, is, is removed from the ballot uh, there in Georgia as a result of her alleged involvement. Well, I'm going to say involvement, uh, but alleged, <laughs> alleged involvement. Uh, in the January 6th, 2021 Capitol insurrection. And so all of that and more. Uh, so I want you to keep it locked. I do not want you to go anywhere. I want you to go grab your coffee. If you're getting ready for church, just turn the volume up. If you're just getting home from church and you're making your brunch or you're, you know, wrapping up your, wait a minute, do y'all cook anymore like the night before and have the food ready and warmed? So when folks come home from church, Y'all have your dinner ready and y'all can eat. Y'all remember those days? But anyway, don't go nowhere. Keep it locked right here on FUBU Radio. What's going on? What's going on? And of course, you are inside the room with Brandon McGee. Uh, and I am just so glad uh, that you all are with me another week. Uh, and Hopefully, like I said before, we took that first break. You uh, enjoy church or you're getting ready to go to church. Um, 
my church is usually between eight and nine fifteen. Uh, so I'm running out to catch my show and to do what I need to do to get prepared for you all. Um, but it, it is so uh, very interesting to hear a lot of my friends um, whose family roots are directly connected to church um, tell me they're going to brunch. I'll let that settle. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, so I want to jump right into today's uh, sort of conversation. Oh, and by the way, special shout out uh, to my guest last week, Dr. Uh, Danny Moy. Uh, all of the great work she's doing is absolutely phenomenal. So I'm really happy uh, that she stopped by um, inside the room to just unpack, you know, the importance of her work, the importance of therapy. Um, and I'm just so proud of her. So anyway, thanks again for joining, um, joining me last week, Dr. Moy, and I'm sure you're listening. Um, but let's jump right into this, this, um, these reports uh, about the 6 million Southern California compound uh, purchased uh, by the Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation. Um, that's it's, it's raised a, a lot of eyebrows among organizations, you know, supporter, their supporters, uh, and has served as Sawyer, sort of uh, uh, fire for all the flames, if you would, um, or fodder, if you would, uh, for flames lit by its uh, detractors. Um, and so, you know, just to give some, some context here, um, it is it is very very important uh, that um, many of us understand the makeup of Black Lives Matter, and then I'll kind of back into uh, the founders and some prominent names of of the leaders, uh, the co-founders. Um, but it's important to know that there are essentially three sort of organizations um, that make up sort of the Black Lives Matter ecosystem, okay? Um, there's Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation, okay? Um, that essentially um, is, is sort of the nonprofit of the three organizations that make up Black Lives Matter ecosystem. And then there's the Black Lives Matter PAC, the Political Action Committee, which uh, essentially endorses candidates in policy. And lastly, there is um, the Black Lives Matter BLM grassroots uh, that was really founded from sort of its chapters uh, that have been established throughout this country. Uh, special shout out to Black Lives Matter 860 right here in the great state of Connecticut uh, and all of the great work that they're doing. And so we have Black Lives Matter co-founder Patrice um, Colors, who she's the former head of, of the Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation. That's one of the three organizations. Um, and she basically addressed the purchase of of the home and how reports 
about it, you know, have impacted her security and that of the organization. Um, and I don't know if y'all seen the, the house, but absolutely phenomenal. I mean, the home is gorgeous. Um, but one, one would might question, you know, like why $6 million uh, from a nonprofit, you know, what's really good, what's really good with all of this. And, you know, in addressing the acquisition of the property, um, Colors said, you know, it's really important for folks to understand that the, the acquiring of the multi-purpose property happened in October of 2020. And as y'all know, that's sort of months after George Floyd. Uh, and it said, she said, she goes on to saying, you know, for us, um, it was a huge accomplishment. And I'm speaking specifically to Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation. Again, she added that despite, despite what was being reported, BLM has not been financially solvent. She, she also acknowledged, um, Patrice, she, she acknowledged that the financial windfall um, the organization received in 2020, as I've already mentioned, was you know, most of it she received in 2020 or the organization, uh, previous operating costs and expenses, she noted came from small uh, individual type donors. Um, with the money that came in, she maintained, and I quote, it was really important for us to do a number of things. One, get that money to the ground and get those resources to the ground and which she said they did but also secure a space like so many other organizations, not just across Black movement, but across nonprofit organizations. Um, uh, and they do the same thing, right? And with the help of a very prominent realtor, um, BLM GNF, that's Black Lives Matter, a global network foundation, they found and purchased this compound that they refer to it as. Um, and, you know, in receiving almost upwards of $90 million, that's million with an M, um, dollars in the wake of the Minneapolis police officers um, assassination of George Floyd in May of that year, 2020, um, you know, they spent, <laughs> they spent $6 million on this house. Now, this is this is just my perspective. This is my commentary on this, um, and it is not representative of the official FUBU radio station, any of our affiliates, our sponsors. Um, this is just my commentary. As a person who um, has worked or have worked in the space of, of social activism and have witnessed um, the struggles of many of these organizations uh, that are out there doing yeoman's work uh, with respect to their mission uh, and helping people. Um, I, I don't see it. Um, I, I, it's not a problem. It's not of concern to me um, that this $6 million home was purchased, this $6 million Southern California compound 
purchased by Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation is a problem. It's not a problem. Um, and I, um, I agree with uh, a very prominent civil rights uh, leader. And I think we all know um, Dr. Uh, Angela Davis. Uh, and I'm just going to paraphrase. I mean, she's the legendary freedom fighter and professor uh, who also had, you know, added her two cents. You know, she she too called this, um, and I quote, attacks on Black Lives Matter, you know, calling them predictable. And, and while I don't have um, a lot of time to sit and talk about the many facets of you know, on the attacks of, of Black organizations, Black activists, um, I, I will say that without having all of the intricate details surrounding this matter, um, Black Lives, had it not been for Black Lives Matter, I'm not certain that the profile of many of these incidents between civilians and law enforcement would be um, as televised or um, in, in, in sort of front and center, if you would, on news stations, podcasts, you name it. Um, it was because of their strategic work and constant applied applying of pressure uh, on uh, powers um, that be. And so um, while many have formed their opinions and, you know, <laughs> I don't get any kind of money for my show, uh, nor have I been in, you know, communication with either of the two co-founders. Um, I am just very, very uh, proud of the work that they have been doing. Um, and again, I am not privy to all of the details, but on the surface level, um, I think this is a, a bit of a distraction um, that's taking our attention off of sort of the overall goal of advancing uh, the full liberation of, of Black people um, throughout this country, not limited to, but throughout this country. And, and so that said, you know, I'm going to continue to follow uh, this story. Um, I'm going to continue to um, still do my part uh, in helping folks uh, and not allow for the, the uh, distraction, you know, to move us away from our ultimate goal of helping folks. So anyway, y'all keep following this um, and, and hopefully there might be a little resolve to what's going on there in Southern California. Uh, hopefully I get an invite to the 6,500 square foot studio city home that features about seven bedrooms, seven bathrooms, a sound stage, music studio, pool, parking for more than 20 cars, all that good stuff. And by the way, I would be remiss. I mean, I'm joking. Okay being a little sassy, but I would be remiss if I didn't just mention that this house was purchased to support um, families who had uh, been impacted by violence, 
This, it was it could serve as a retreat, um, sort of center, uh, training, um, future leaders, you name it. Uh, and this 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 home, this compound, was to serve uh, those purposes. Okay, or is to serve those purposes uh, because they still own it. All right, so. I want to give y'all a little break. Give me a little break. Grab some water. Um, I have so much more to talk about, uh, but I want to play a little music uh, again. Please, please do me a favor. I want y'all to share. Please share this um, official FUBU radio app with your family and friends. You know how to do it. Go to your smartphone. Go to your Apple store, Google, whatever device you have. Go there. I know you downloaded it because you listen, you're listening to me, but share that app. Okay. Share it with your family so that they too can be a part of the movement here, right here on the official FUBU radio. Come on, tap into the movement. You already know. All right. So y'all don't go nowhere. Keep it locked. And when you come back, when we come back, we're going to dive a little deeper and talk on the importance of black voters and why some black voters are frustrated. But I'm here to tell you we can't afford to sit out any elections. All right, keep it locked. Don't go nowhere. What's going on, y'all? You are tuned in to Inside the Room right here on FUBU Radio. Uh, and I am so glad you are back. You are back. You are back. You didn't leave me. Now let's jump right back on in. Um, and we were just wrapping up our discussion on the importance of Black and Latinos not sitting out um, during these midterm elections and the importance of, of keeping the hope and the fight alive um, as we uh, secure, as my cousin would say, secure the bag, but in this case, secure elections. We can't afford to lose any seats. We can't afford to lose any governors, Democratic governors. Um, and all that good stuff. Um, but I did, I did want to talk um, a little bit about the housing crisis uh, that we are faced with um, throughout the country. And, you know, prices are through the roof, y'all. Prices of houses are widening the gap of racial inequities in housing. Uh, and this is not, this is, this is not immune to just one um, city, one town, one state. You know, um, experts really uh, believe the rate uh, will only continue to rise, which presents a challenge for potential first-time home buyers and single families, especially for people of color. But before we jump into like the American dream of purchasing your home, um, I do, first of all, let me just, and I said this at the outset of, of today's um, show, my, my passion and commitment to talking on these issues of, of housing inequities and the fight for fair housing um, is, is the fight for racial justice. I've said that before. And as the former uh, legislative chair um, of, of the housing committee, right here in the great state of Connecticut, where I served uh, in the General Assembly for about 10 years or so. Um, that, was, that was basically my fight, y'all, just making sure policies supported 
um, people of, of all walks of life, but also address the racial injustice um, and, and, and inequities that exist in our system. And we all know that racial injustice hits people uh, where they live and where they are not allowed to live, you know, and, you know, frankly, due to structural racism and discrimination in our housing markets, residential segregation has gotten worse. Black Americans are more likely to live in neighborhoods where they are over-policed and lack access to healthcare, clean environments, well-resourced schools, healthy food options, living wage jobs, quality credit, and opportunities to build wealth. I said it once, and I'll say it a dozen more times, the fight for fair housing is the fight for racial justice. And, you know, unfortunately, more than I want to say about 55 years or so after the Fair Housing Act passage, too many people still face challenges to the fundamentals of the American dream. Housing disparities remain the primary uh, driver of inequity, inequity in the United States. And until we, policymakers, community activists, um, until we address that, Black and brown families will continue to lack access to equitable resources and opportunities to secure safe, affordable housing, thus preventing you know, them from a, obtaining other critical options um, as, as well. And so when you begin to think on like, well, what would it take for me to purchase a home? You know, what would it take for me uh, to meet my monthly rent? Well, we know that the pandemic, COVID-19 and all of its variants and variations of it has only exacerbated housing inequity throughout this country as the housing market has become increasingly competitive. Y'all know it's true. Y'all know it's true. Y'all, wherever you, you, you're, you're listening to me uh, uh, from, you know, you've seen it. Folks coming in, having bidding wars, coming, showing up with cash, investors from all over, coming into many of the communities where you ain't never seen some folk that look like you, they're coming in. That's, com that's called a competitive market. And unfortunately, the very people who live in those neighborhoods that have that their long-term residents are unable to compete with those types of resources that are coming into their said community. So the pandemic has only created opportunities for people who uh, weren't as impacted, if you would. It exacerbated uh, housing inequity throughout the country as the housing market, again, became so competitive. While many individuals in underserved communities struggle to pay rent. And, you know, I would be remiss if I did not um, acknowledge uh, places like Connecticut and New York and other places that um, with the help of the federal government, um, they designed programs that would essentially uh, relief um, 
many of the individuals, renters, homeowners, um, relieve them from sort of the pressures of not being able to uh, make ends meet. And so there was, you know, free, not free, but I, well, it was free, uh, grants and resources to help folks uh, remain housed uh, throughout the crisis and beyond. But, you know, we must not exit. And I said this to somebody the other day, we can't exit the current housing crisis, retaining sort of the same broken systems with which we entered it. Um, it, it will require many of us to rethink, reimagine, re-envision what this housing market space will look like that allows and offers those who would not otherwise have the opportunity a chance to, to build wealth. I don't have the answer to it, but I do know that policy, the changing in some of the zoning laws, uh, the changing in, in the lack of you know, investment in, in many of these areas that are under-resourced, it's gotta change. And you know, throughout this entire show, there is a theme. And the theme that I wanted to drive home to you as you're listening to me, you've got to understand the importance of using your voice, but more than your voice, making sure you vote and hold your elected officials accountable. But you got to show up. You've got to show up. You've got to show up. So again, I, I, I thought it was very important to kind of talk about the housing crisis that still exists while we feel like we are exiting sort of a pandemic that we've been in for the last two and a half years, perhaps. Um, it's still here, y'all. It is still here. And we have a lot of work to do. Um, and I, I'm still trying to uh, come up with solutions and policy recommendations from my state rep um, here in the state of Connecticut uh, that could potentially help with our homelessness uh, population, our home uh, 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 individuals who are impacted by uh, the opioid and the fentanyl uh, crisis, among other drugs. Um, so there's a lot of work that we've got to do. And I've always said that addressing our housing uh, crisis, whether it's the increase in evictions or folks losing their homes as a result of many different things, um, we've got to take a holistic approach to addressing many of these challenges that we're faced with. Um, and there are some basic ones that we can, we can, we could really address today. Um, so anyway, um, I just wanted to share that with y'all and I want you to do some more homework and, and investigate what's happening in your neighborhood. Um, so we're going to take one more break and then we'll close out. I, I just want to talk a little bit about, about DT, that's Donald Trump, uh, and, um, his, his sort of, uh, interaction or maybe non-interaction with Marjorie Taylor. Yeah, I'll talk about that in a minute. So y'all keep it locked. Don't go nowhere. Um, 
we got one more drop, one more segment, and then I'm sure y'all going to go throughout your week, throughout your Sunday, and you're going to enjoy the rest of your day, all right? So again, uh, keep it locked right here on the new official FUBU Radio, uh, and uh, yeah, how about that? <laughs> all right, enjoy this music. What's going on, y'all? Man, I've had so much fun with y'all. I used to dread um, like not having a guest uh, because then that would require me to have to talk for an hour. Um, but I actually enjoy uh, being here with y'all and and really talking about some of the trending topics with purpose and and intentionality and you know call to action. Uh, so I'm, I'm thoroughly, I've thoroughly enjoyed myself today and I hope you uh, have as well, but most importantly, you were able to learn something, or at least I was able to spark an idea or a thought that you had been contemplating for a while. Um, you, you were able to close the gap on that. Um, but let me jump into this Donald Trump and then let you, as my grandmother would say, let you let me go. <laughs> I always thought that was funny. Um, and so um, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, I, I, I talked about her a little bit on our show a few weeks ago. Um, she was in the news for making some, some unwanted commentary about our friends of the, the Jewish um, community. And she was just making all kinds of false accusations about some of her colleagues. And this was all during the time uh, we were listening to the uh, confirmation hearing of now Supreme Court Justice uh, Katanji Brown-Jackson. Uh, she, she, she was just saying all kinds of stuff. But, but the, the, the more recent um, um, situation regarding Representative Margie Taylor Greene, the kind woman from Georgia, um, she basically is facing uh, the judge um, um, regarding her involvement in the January 6th, uh, 2021 Capitol insurrection. Uh, and, you know, basically, if, if, if she's unable um, to, to secure, <laughs> uh, getting her name on the ballot and run, essentially run for reelection. Um, some pundits believe that if his, his meaning, um, the judge effort is successful in keeping her from running from running for re-election um, as a result of her involvement in, in the January 6th in, insurrection, it would set a precedent uh, for former President Donald Trump if he decides to launch another campaign. Now, um, to unpack that a little bit, um, I think, you know, Donald Trump is able to use, you know, first of all, he can't afford to lose any Republican uh, 
um, uh, representative in, in DC. Um, he, he just can't afford it. Right. And I'm hoping he does. <laughs> I mean, I'm pausing because I, I, I have to be very, very, um, clear, uh, and, 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 and sort of, you know, I've, I've need to, I, I've got to chart my words and make sure that you all understand where I'm coming from. And I want, I want this show to never be accused of, of being one-sided. Uh, but I want, um, I want us, I want us to be factual. And when you see something, you got to say something. And, you know, for all of my Georgia, uh, peeps and voters, um, y'all need to know what's going on. Y'all need to understand that this type of behavior, um, you know, it's just, it's not wanted. Um, and I am, I am rooting for um, the legal director of the organization Free Speech for People, a nonpartisan, nonprofit legal advocacy organization um, that's essentially representing all of the Georgia voters in the case against Green um, and said that if the judge overseeing the case, and I quote, is fairly and impartially, um, uh, um, fairly and impartially applies the facts and the law, then he'll agree with, with us, they said essentially free speech for people, meaning the Georgia voters that Marjorie Taylor Greene is disqualified for public office because of her aiding and facilitating the January 6th insurrection. So we'll continue to follow that. Um, we'll continue to um, you know, make sure we are sharing as much information with many of our friends um, and family there in Georgia and throughout this country, because uh, I'm not gonna let up on Mr. Cruz. Um, We'll talk about him another day, uh, but he he's a he's a co-conspirator with them as well. But anyway, I am just glad that you all took the time uh, to chill inside the room on this beautiful Sunday morning. Uh, and my prayer uh, for you is that you would have one of the most amazing weeks ahead uh, that you would accomplish all that you have planned for, that you have set out for, you've written it down, it's on your refrigerator, wherever. I want you to accomplish it. But most importantly, most importantly, I want you to do something for yourself. And so as you continue throughout the week, take some time, take a moment, just breathe, enjoy. I, um, I recently put up a post and I want y'all to go make sure y'all follow me, uh, BLMJ underscore, BLMJ underscore. Wait, did I say that right? I think I said that all crazy. Follow me on IG, that's Instagram, underscore BLMJ underscore. Yes, that's much better. And then you can also follow me, uh, follow our family on Facebook. Just type in on your search bar inside the room with Brandon McGee and it will come up. Um, 
by the way, I am looking for some uh, interns who would love to join my team uh, and to be a part of our staff here inside the room. Uh, we're looking for some digital um, uh, digital uh, creators, uh, some folks who um, also interested in just really helping me to take my game to a whole nother level. And you um, are in school to be, I don't know, a journalist, or you want to do some graphic designing, hit me up, hit me up, hit me up, hit me up. Okay. Right there on Instagram, you can inbox me and I will be sure to get in contact with you or someone from my team will. All right. But again, until next time, uh, as Jesse Jackson would say, y'all keep hope alive. Okay. And know that I love you. Uh, and by the way, Shay McRae, I love you. <laughs> Take care, y'all. Oh, 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 wait, 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 before I leave, before I leave. Congratulations to um, the co-founder of FUBU Clothing and also one of the founders of FUBU Radio, Keith. Keith just recently... Um, uh, he's been highlighted on some entrepreneur forum, uh, and also I want to say Keith is doing something else, but I can't remember what it was, but I know he was given some sort of, a, an award, um, for all of the great work that he continues uh, to do, um, especially in creating opportunities for folks like myself. So again, special shout out to our CEO, of the official FUBU radio and co-founder of FUBU clothing, Keith Perrion. All right. Take care, y'all. Love y'all.